Welcome to a new Ad Voices podcast by Education International. I'm Helena Schulz-Gimeno and today we have the pleasure of speaking to Juliet Wajega from our affiliate UNATO in Uganda. Juliet is the Deputy General Secretary of the Union and has been coordinating the program against child labor, so the program for child labor free zones in Uganda. On the occasion of the International Day Against Child Labor, we are looking into this interesting and very challenging subject by holding interviews with some of our partners in the project. And um, EI has been working with UNATO um, for the past uh, year or so on this um, project. So, Juliet, we wanted to ask you first um, to maybe give us a an insight into the situation of child labor in Uganda because this project has been carried through because there is um, a situation of urgency regarding child labor in the country. Could you tell us a bit more about this? Thank you, Helena. The situation of child labor in Uganda is bit appalling because at the moment, the, the child labor rate stands at 2 million children who are in child labor. According to the report conducted by UBOT, Uganda Bureau of Statistics, 2 million children aged between 5 and 17 were found to be in child labor, which is about 16% of the entire population of children in Uganda. And mostly these children are in, in agriculture, forestry and fishing. About 93% of the children in child labor are in that sector. And another 4.3 million are engaged in some form of economic generating activity, which also puts these children to a risk of ending in child labor. So the numbers are huge. What has been the role of UNATO in the, in the development of this project, of the child labor-free zones, and what actions were implemented by, by the union? I was out of work in two schools, joint efforts towards creation of child labor-free zones, and we are glad we got the support of Education International at Rohivos, and we are working with other partners, Community Empowerment for Rural Development, CEFOD, and Chagani Coffee Company in Medi District. So as UNATO, we've contributed towards creating child labor free zones through policy advocacy and enhancement of teacher capacities as key actors towards creation of child labor free zones. For UNATO, we mainly target used strategies of training teachers, mobilizing communities, and also doing advocacy and lobbying with, with with the different stakeholders within the district. So under training, we train teachers from the 15 project schools and in, in the topics of them being able to be lead actors at the school level, we train them in action research, then documentation of children at school level, the attendance, and then we also train them 
in being able to identify identify children who are in child labor and be able to support them in, in counseling them. And what really made our training very, very successful was the use of the very good and powerful material developed by Education International, the research manual, teaching, teachers and education unions ending child labor, a resource manual for teachers and education unions for June 2014. And I would urge all the education unions to use this resource material because it really worked for us, especially module two on preparing teachers on child labor issues. It's a very powerful piece of material. So in, in this, we also gave the teachers an exposure to the concept of child labor prison and the role of the teacher. And then also the teachers being able to sensitize and educate learners on child labor and the value of education. And I already mentioned this, identification of children in child labor and those at mm -hmm. risk. Yeah, I've mentioned those. And the training was part of it. Then the advocacy and lobbying for a good school environment, for the leaders to play a role in mobilizing children in child labor and the community. I wanted to ask you also about the, the action that these teachers who had gone through the training and who had all these materials that you just mentioned, how was their action on the ground at school or the community level after the trainings and, and what effects could we see or could you see from this action of the teachers on the ground? Yeah, after the teachers were trained, they started implementing school level action. First of all, in the training, they made action plans, the kind of activities that they were going to do at school level to respond to child labor. So they, when they reach the school, they have set up school clubs where they are sensitizing their children on child labor. They also have messages during assembly. They talk about child labor. They also integrate it in their day-to-day -day teaching. They, and they have also started using child-friendly ways of teaching and handling children. And they're trying to make school as attractive as possible for the mm -hmm. children to remain in school. So, and the teachers also are playing a role in working with the children to follow up the children who may not be coming to school and possibly who may be in some form of child labor. So they, they're doing follow-ups. And there are also committees that have been set up committees where we have the, the the local council leaders where we have the the representative of the parents teachers association where we have the school management committees these are like the school managers so we have the teachers are also part of it and they they follow up they follow up in the communities to follow up children who may have dropped out and then they try to bring them back to school. Well, that, that so sounds really like a very challenging, but also a very uh, encompassing uh, project, very inclusive project that, that um, includes families, school communities, and local councillors. 
have we have we had um any tangible positive results what have been the main results of the project as of now are more children attending school um because that was the aim of the project i guess there are many many tangible products of, from this intervention one we have we have more children attending school more children have joined school those who are not yet in school and then also the we have the communities the communities are now also playing up uh they're almost policing against one another they now understand the difference between child labor and child work so they can they, they send their children to school and they now understand the value of education they understand the value of education and the consequences of child labor and they now have reached a point of reporting one another if they see that your children your child you have children who are not going to school they can report you to the authorities or they go and talk to you and you bring your child back to school so they are playing more of a supportive role and a policing role among themselves and even at the school level the head teacher and the teachers are very cooperative and they are also playing a supportive role to see that children remain in school. We also have sports equipment that we purchased under this project and it has it has also helped to make school attractive. More children are coming to attend school because there's something to play, something interesting apart from the normal learning. Okay, so it has it has added it has added um a lot of value to the experience at school for these children who were yes. in child labor. So I, I was actually going to to mention the the fact that the project was was implemented in cooperation with other partners. There was one NGO and one uh, coffee company, right? Because uh, many of these children work, as you mentioned before, in agriculture, so in 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 the harvest of coffee. And I wanted to ask you from from the side of of UNATO, how was the relation between between the union and these partners? How was it to work together with a private company? in a project that actually has as a final objective to get rid of child labor what was it like oh the coordination has been very 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 good and collaboration because we all knew we had one goal and we all knew which area to target for example we know that coffee is a very labor intensive crop and it it's the reason children were being drawn from school to support the parents so with chagaranyi when he, when they came in chagaranyi coffee limited is is one of the partners and then the other one is Sheffield. so chagaranyi went goes around to the households and talks to the farmers on how to to use less labor intensive methods of growing coffee and then they also set up a washing plant you know with coffee you have to wash after the pulping you must wash the cherries before you dry so that would also take a lot of time on the children so they now have a common washing plant where the coffee cherries are taken so that is how they came in to 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 have the children have time to go to school instead of washing the cherries and then for Sefford they also helped in setting up the village 
savings and loans associations, which support with the economic empowerment of the parents, such that they can be able to buy scholastic materials and other school requirements. The CEFOD also supported in giving some scholastic materials in the beginning. And then for us, we are also playing a very big role of training teachers in all the 15 project schools in the skills that I already talked about in being able to document and support children stay in school. Mm -hmm. And then we are for them to be actually lead agents in responding to child labor. So that is our role as a union. And we have also provided sports equipment and then supporting the teachers to set up the school level actions, the school clubs and the others I talked about. Actually, what um, we're seeing here is that uh, teachers are actually as well benefiting from this training and from this project for their daily work and to be better informed and to be more important agents in their school communities. Do you think that in the lobbying for quality education that UNATO does as a trade union, this project has strengthened your lobbying capacities or has it strengthened maybe even UNATO as a union? What are the results for the union from this project? Oh, the union has benefited in a way that our, the other stakeholders now have a, a, different, a different perspective. You know, sometime in 2015, we went into industrial action and of course some of the people thought we are just there to go on strike and talk about the bread and butter issues of teachers. But when they see us implementing such, they look at us as a, a key stakeholder in education. So it has given us another face. We are looked at as a key education stakeholder. And when we come out to talk about something, they're always ready, ready to listen and support because they were looked at from a different perspective. I think it has been a very, very good project to make the union visible. We are more visible. When you talk about the union now in West Nile, or even nationally, they link us to other issues apart from the teacher issues alone. I think that is uh, clearly a very positive result for, of the project for the union, and that will also give the union more visibility, as you said, in, in the community. Do you think that uh, with all the results that we have seen from the project, the future of, of this project is going to change much uh, in the West Nile? How do you see the coming years? Oh, we are glad that for the coming years, we, we are going to continue with the project through the support of Education International, again, and EI, and AOB, and FNV Mondial, because there's a, a new project in the same locality, in the same schools, where we are going to continue and make it more effective and sustainable, and have the communities have their own sustainability mechanism of having this project continue even beyond the two years for the new project. 
And is this project going to be extended beyond Erusi? It's going to be in Erusi, in the 11 school communities, but we are hoping that with this kind of intervention, it should be able to also spread to other areas. But as a teachers union, we have also another project that we are going to implement in Zombo, beyond Erusi. And is this project also in the same lines of what we just discussed? Yes, it's also a child labor prison project, mm -hmm. still working in, the, in schools. And is it also about uh, coffee harvesting or is it a different uh, area of activity? It's also coffee. Okay, so you will be able to draw from the experience in this first project for the extension of the project beyond the West Nile. Yes, that please. sounds great. Um, Juliet, I want to thank you very, very much for having shared this, this information with us, all these very important facts and these very important results of a project that is certainly going to make a difference in Uganda for not only the teachers, not only the union, but also the school communities, the parents and the students. And I thank you very, very much. I think uh, our audience will be very inspired by what UNATO is accomplishing in Uganda. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Enjoyed today's podcast? Then don't forget to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.